Where'd she go? There she is. Rhonda's here, and I hope she doesn't mind. I'm going to point her out. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, the absolute greatest thing about living in Grand Blank is you guys. Number two, and it's a close number two, is the hot dog stand. I just, uh, but uh, today's mass is for, the, uh, for some members of your family, and uh, it's so perfect to have memorial masses this week when we remember our belief in the ridiculously impossible, that God died and that God rose from the dead. It's an extraordinary thing. And I think there's so many things where people talk about, uh, uh, can you prove this? I can't prove much. But I know that every one of these disciples, according to the Romans, died a grotesque and violent, torturous deaths rather than say, yeah, we made it all up. That they experienced firsthand eating with and talking to someone who, by earthly standards, was dead. And when we look at this gospel, there's so much to it, uh, and you're in danger. You're lucky it's not Sunday, because I would walk through the whole thing, and you'd be here for three days. But uh, in the end, it's a really good roadmap for those struggling with grief. That these disciples gathered together, the guy they thought was going to save them was dead. Had they just wasted three years of their life? And so what did they do? They went to what they knew. What did they know? Fishing. They were literally professional fishermen by trade. And I think when you and I are feeling lost and when we're not sure how to proceed, it's always a good thing to go back to our first love. It's always a good thing to step back in our hearts and remember what we believe and why. And it's further proven because when they're out fishing and catching nothing, they have a conversation with a guy on the shore, and it's basically the same conversation they had the day they met Jesus the first time. You remember that one? They're out fishing, and they're clearly not super good at it, yeah? It says they caught nothing, some guy on the shore. Have you caught anything? No, we haven't caught anything. Throw your net on the other side. And they catch so much fish, they don't know what to do. That's the almost exact conversation they had the day they met Jesus for the first time. That's how you and I can approach our own struggles with grief or sorrow. Go back to the beginning. Go back to that first understanding of Jesus before we complicated it. Jesus, when they came ashore, you may have caught was warming his hands for, and, and preparing a fire, and it's a charcoal fire. Now, I don't know if you ever saw, noticed this. Jesus and his disciples are around, are around fire quite a bit. It's the way you cooked. It's the way you kept yourself warm. And by the way, they think 60 is cold over there, right? I went to school there. A fat man in a desert climate is an interesting thing. But there's only twice where it says it was a charcoal fire when they all ran away from him and Peter denied him in this moment. They saw that fire and remembered their failure. He wanted them to see the fire 
and remember his constancy. His call to them did not change because of their sins or struggles. His love trumped all of that. So today, as we remember in this Easter week in a particular way what we believe, I think it's a really good chance for us to go back to the beginning in our minds and in our hearts. Go back to before we made it complicated. Go back to when we first believed in Jesus and why we did. And think about that. And if we're struggling with guilt or doubt or things from our past, it's time to let that go. It's time to let it go. There is something here bigger than you and me. So we pray that through the Eucharist we receive, God reminds us of our first love. And we pray that God give us the strength to push forward and to trust that his love is greater than our sin, greater than our hurts, greater than our doubts. Amen? Amen. Okay.